Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of today's episode. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Uh, I want to make a few invitations before we get into this final conversation. Uh, first is I'd love to hear from you. We have covered so much ground today, uh, and we, you know, collectively and generally as we endure this coronavirus deal, are experiencing new things. I'd love to hear uh, what you're experiencing today. What's your day-to-day like? 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Love to hear from you there. Second invitation I'd like to make for you is to uh, have a look at our KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services, and on there you're going to find resources well beyond just what we're broadcasting here on the radio. And while you can find that, you can also find the write-ups on all the stories you hear covered on these uh, airwaves written by the fantastic reporters uh, that scour the state of Utah and beyond to make sure that you are informed with the most up-to-date information available, specifically uh, these days, uh, the coronavirus. How do you stay safe? How are we doing here as a state of Utah? You can find all that information, again, at the KSL News Radio app. You download that wherever you find apps. Now, uh, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, it is with President and CEO of the Sutherland Institute, Rick Larson, uh, have very much enjoyed uh, all the conversations I have had with Mr. Larson as I have become the host of this new program here on KSL. And uh, what caught my attention and what prompted this conversation today is uh, a write-up written by uh, Mr. Larson uh, under the headline, History Shows Us Government Expands in a Crisis, Then Stays That Way. And uh, time is tight, so let's get right into it. Uh, President Larson, first off, grateful to you for joining us. Uh, second, let me ask you, uh, share with us your thesis. Well, thanks for this opportunity, Lee, and thanks for handling so many dynamic topics on your show. <laughs> Current times are challenging. So it comes to my attention because people address these things with me. They're, they're watching the response to a pandemic And questions arise, is this the way it's supposed to go? Is it supposed to feel this way? Who has the right to do what? You hear statements that sound like posturing, sound like even power grabs. Um, And it feels like there's a politicization to the process that may not be quite right. And it prompted me to look into the historical evolution of the presidency. And sure enough, the presidency today looks very different than it did in the days of George Washington. Share with me, please, some of those examples. I read through your your article, absolutely fascinating, and the examples uh, absolutely caught my attention. As as you may know, and, and listeners certainly know, uh, I'm I'm a nerd for this kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, reading a book right now uh, on uh, Winston Churchill and some of uh, his behavior during the uh, earlier days of World War II, specifically when. Uh, the the Germans were attacking uh, uh, Great Britain by air. Anyway, w- w- what are some of these historical observations you have made where uh, power has expanded in the midst of crisis and then, unfortunately, afterwards remaining in that expanded state? Well, first let me say I'm not in any way criticizing leadership. And in trying times, leaders must step forward. I mean, thank sure. goodness Churchill, Abraham Lincoln, other leaders have stepped up at, at moments of pure crisis. So the, the question here isn't, isn't about leadership, and especially not in the executive office. The, 
question is when presidents do things that's out of bounds, when Truman sent troops to Korea without the consent of Congress and then created the Department of Defense and the CIA to take control of those aspects of government, when Woodrow Wilson superseded con- Congress and led us into World War I, um, when FDR expanded programs under a crisis, backdrop was the Great Depression and World War II, but the programs that he expanded in those trying times have never gone away. Um, and it's not a partisan thing. Um, President George W. Bush did the same thing after 9-11 with the expansion of powers and, and impositions on personal freedom that the argument is not that they weren't justified in any of these cases and many others. The argument is when the crisis is over, the programs remain, the government expansion remains. As the power to alter that trickles down to us, uh, is it in our best interest simply to be mindful of those whom we vote into office, uh, keeping an eye and an ear and a mind out for those who would uh, look to reduce or, or return to uh, the pre-crisis uh, scope of government? How do, how do folks like you and me impact this? I think it does matter how we vote. We're in an election year, and I want to focus just a little bit so for just for clarity on the office of the president. Congress is elected to represent us at a very local level. There's a reason the House and Senate come from all around the country and come together to represent the interests of their constituents. But there's an argument made in a very interesting book that's out just now um, that the office of the president was intended to be transcendent, to be the uniter, to rise above party. And I find that fascinating as we look at the last few election cycles and we see a president occupy their role as campaigner-in-chief for a party, you have to look back historically and realize that's what Alexander Hamilton was warning against um, when he warned people about populist sentiment in times of crisis and an expanded office of the presidency. Uh, listen, President Larson, I, I hate to cut this conversation short, but uh, but the top of the hour is bearing down on us. Uh, let's you and I find another opportunity to expand this conversation. And with that, I'll thank you for your time. Uh, wish you the very best. Uh, keep washing your hands and stay safe, sir. Uh, you too, Lee. Thank you. All righty. Uh, listen, that'll do it for today's program. Can I tell you about something that's going to come up on tomorrow's show? I am so excited for one of the conversations I'm going to get to have uh, tomorrow. And it's all thanks to the great work of producer Amy. Uh, she has lined up a bona fide astronaut. You know, those are the folks that fly up to space. They know a little bit uh, about social distancing and confinement and isolation. We'll get some tips from a man who's been in space on tomorrow's episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry.